Hey, this is Mike. We have a very special guest on this episode. His name is Nick Gambino. He's from Get to the Podcast, uh, another movie-based podcast. We had a lot of really great conversations in this episode, and we unfortunately went on a couple tangents. So to keep the episode as close to an hour as we possibly could, we did cut the new segment. We will be releasing the new segment as like a bonus episode in a couple of days. But uh, we just didn't want to have this episode be too long, so we cut that segment for now because we didn't want to cut any of the great conversations we had. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll get that news to you guys in a couple of days. On with the show. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Remake Rewind, the podcast where we decide if movies should have been remade or rebooted. Uh, I'm Mike. As always, with me is Dustin. How are you doing, Dustin? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you. And How are you? Do have a- oh, I'm amazing. Thank you for asking, Dustin. You're such a considerate co-host. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, with us, we've actually got a special guest for our 10th episode. We have uh, Nick Gambino from Get to the Podcast. How are you doing, Nick? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, missing is going to be Xavier. He actually had some great things happening to him the last couple of weeks. He actually just started a mentorship program. Uh, where he's actually helping new video game designers, you know, get into the field and teach them the ropes and everything like that. So this is a passion project for him that he's actually going to pursue. He's going to be doing that multiple times a week. He's got like an online seminar. So that's something that's unfortunately going to conflict with the podcast. So Xavier has stepped down. He will come in and out periodically as a, you know, a guest host, but we do want to wish him the best of luck. Uh, so, you know, Xavier, thank you for, you know, the six or seven episodes you did with us. They were great. We really appreciate you kicking off the podcast. Uh, Dustin and I are going to hold it down for forever now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, forever. <laughs> um, but you know, it's good for him. We're very happy. We wish him all the luck in the world with his new endeavor. Good luck, Xavier. And, uh, we love you, good man. Luck, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got a really great guest for episode 10. We really wanted to make sure that we got you know, somebody good. You know, we've had Katrina, but, you know, she's my wife, so it's pretty easy to get her on the show. <laughs> and uh, we've had a couple of our friends, but, you know, Nick is a podcast professional. So, you know, this is we, we've hit the jackpot now. We're we're legit. We got another podcaster on the show. Stroking my ego. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast and then we'll get all the plugs at the end. OK, cool. Uh, yeah. Get to the podcast is get to the podcast uh, with the number two. Uh, it's it's a. Uh, it's a very movie centric. We don't talk TV. We don't talk books. We talk strictly cinema, uh, films, and um, it gets pretty heated. It's myself, Diego D'Souza, and Neil Carson, and uh, we basically take what uh, the arguments we have in real life and we bring them right onto the podcast. And uh, blood is spilled. You know, uh, we basically hate each other, but we try to find <laughs> common ground when it comes to movies. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, you guys. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, you, you guys had a pretty heated argument about, uh, was it Ridley Scott and James Cameron? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, oh, it's still, we never resolved it, honestly. Uh, Neil and I don't, don't speak off, off air. We, we, uh, <laughs> it, it's a sore subject for us. Yeah. We, right, so we, I'm just going to ask Dustin really quick. Dustin, what? Just gut reaction. Who's better, uh, Ridley Scott or James Cameron? James Cameron. I don't want to, James Cameron. I don't want to hear it. 
You know, I'm not going to get into the argument again because it'll take forever, and I, I know we have an actual topic. Just like one, like but... a better person or like a better director? <laughs> That's actually of a different question entirely because I feel like, yeah. But no, no, it's, it's it's just that people can just say James Cameron so quickly. That's crazy. I feel like there's a lot more involved. There's a lot more to look at. They're very different directors, but they both have classics under their belts. Um, there's so much to look at. I think it takes hours worth of debate and discussion to really say who's the better director. It's no, not that I think James if Cam- everyone's gut reactions, James Cameron. Yeah, gut reactions. James but okay, gut reactions. Like though, man, said. murder. People get murdered over gut reactions. That's not particularly, you know. <laughs> the the, the question was framed up as gut reaction. Oh, I but, all right. I don't know. Well, like you said, Nick, that's not the the uh, topic of the episode. Right. So uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Wow. We, were, we watched. Uh, The 1971 classic Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, starring Gene Wilder. Mm -hmm. And we also watched the 2005 Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So, two very different movies based off the same source material. They definitely emphasized different parts of the book and, you know, changed a few things around. Um, What did you guys think of the movies? Did you guys have fun watching these movies? Uh... Not really. No. <laughs> you didn't have fun uh, watching the original? I had fun watching the last 30 minutes of the original. Oh, come on. Gene Wilder is a fucking genius in that movie. I could watch anytime he's on screen. I can't take my eyes off him. I think I only liked him once he got really crazy. Yeah. He was always <laughs> really crazy. From that first, that first, you know, when he comes out of the factory and it's like everybody goes silent and he's got the cane and he's hobbling that forward. That scene was like... 18 minutes. <laughs> it's, 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 so brilliantly it's so brilliantly timed. And by the way, that was actually his idea. He was like, I'll only do this movie if you let me do this thing where I come out. Yeah. And he does a showman type thing where he's walking and then the cane gets stuck in the ground. He continues walking and does one of those Looney Tunes things where he all of a sudden realizes it's not there. And that's when he decides to fall over. Somersaults, greatest showman on earth. And he's like, welcome. Everybody goes fucking nuts. It's awesome. It, so I loved I it. I definitely remember that scene, but this time around, it seemed like it took way longer than I remember it being. <laughs> no, that's what that's what's uh, great about. No, 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 that's what's great about the original. Like the they the pacing, I think, is fantastic. They let you like simmer in certain scenes and uh, like some of the emotional shit, the the comedy. It all kind of lets it uh, boil. You, you get into it. If the the new one uh, doesn't do that, they actually everything's too fast it's like you don't get to enjoy anything you don't get to like it's a chocolate factory it's about chocolate savoring it you know licking your fingers i agree because the new one's only five minutes longer than the original but they do cram you know a lot more in with uh, willy wonka's backstory and the backstory of the oompa loompas and stuff like that and the editing is a nightmare in the new one like literally it's it's much more brisk and nothing's grand nothing actually even the big scenes when they're they're in big rooms where crazy shit's happening you don't really feel it. You don't feel the grandness of it because it's so choppy. They don't really, uh, you know, they don't ease you into it. There's no foreplay whatsoever. <laughs> There's none. Uh, all right. So let, let's um, try to narrow the scope of this conversation, at least initially. So what are what do you guys think should be our criteria for, you know, guiding this conversation? Well, I think we should cover the original. Uh, I, I like the fact that Dustin doesn't like it because then, you know, we can spar. And apparently you have some problems with it, Mike. So, um Yep. That's that's crazy. I think you're both on drugs. Uh, but it makes sense, Dustin, <laughs> that your name is Dustin because, you know, apparently you've been Dustin. 
Get it? An angel dust joke. That was an angel uh-huh. dust joke. No, that That's, was funny. It was a really good one. That was original. <laughs> that was original. <laughs> I'm glad we brought you on. <laughs> no, but I, I honestly, I'm a huge Gene Wilder fan. When he died last year, I was like, uh, uh, I love Blade. No, Blade. He definitely was. I think he was you a know, genius. an amazing actor. He's done some great stuff. Uh, but he always had this Especially his movies with uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah. Stir Crazy. Stir Crazy is one of my Blazing favorites. Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Young Frankenstein. No, he's definitely got a great catalog of movies. So um, since you mentioned Gene Wilder, I definitely think we should talk about the two Willy Wonkas um, and kind of discuss how they're different. You know, what Johnny Depp brought to the table, what Gene Wilder brought to the table, you know, how they were different. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was at least like the different world, like they're two very different planet Earths, at least, you know, what we see before they enter the chocolate factory. Yeah. Um, drastically different. Although they the both appear to operate that. on some sort of candy-based economy. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like, you know, world events are shaped by that. <laughs> so definitely interesting. And then I guess we could just, you know, talk briefly about the differences between the two movies. Like, there, uh, there are some big scenes in the newer movie that are, are missing from the original, like, Big, big, big scenes, like ones that I are some of my favorite scenes from the original are completely absent from the new one. So I think that'll give us a pretty good framework to work on or work with. Okay. Um, so, so we'll start, we'll we'll start kinda, with the Willy know, Wonkas. We'll start with the Willy Wonka, the 1971 one. Um, I don't know if we really need to do a plot summary for this. I think everyone's probably seen this movie, but just in a nutshell, uh, Willy Wonka, you know, crazy candy guy. Shuts down his factory because people have been stealing his candy, and then he opens it up in secret. You know, a few years later, nobody really knows what's going on. And decades later, he decides that he's going to give away some golden tickets and let people into the factory and give them a lifetime supply of chocolate and a secret other prize for one winner. Um, and then just crazy antics ensue. The world goes crazy over it. The kids finally get in there, and one by one, the kids are eliminated. And that's that's pretty much the plot in a nutshell. I'm sure, you know, as we're talking about it, we'll bring up specific scenes and, you know, funny things that happened in the movie. But that's it in a nutshell. So, you know, I guess we should just start with Willy Wonka. What do you guys think about the Gene Wilder version? Like, what do you guys want to say about him? Well, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge Gene Wilder fan. Um, I think uh, there's nobody else like him. Um, I don't think like when you watch him, he's doing things that I've never seen anybody else do. Uh, and it, 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 the biggest thing about him, he's always seems to have an insanity simmering right beneath the surface. Like this guy could snap at any moment, um, which I think is a lot more interesting than Johnny Depp's out there insane. This guy's possibly a serial killer uh, thing that he's See, got going that's on. The thing that's funny, a lot of people say the Johnny Depp one has a serial killer kind of he does thing. Which I'm not going to say he's not creepy and doesn't have that, but. I definitely get that in this one. In fact, in this one, this viewing around, I actually feel like Gene Walters is the darker uh, Willy Wonka for a couple of reasons. In this one, the Slugworth Company is actually, like, it's got to be under the umbrella of Willy Wonka or Wonka Chocolates because at the end of the movie, they say Slugworth is, works for him. But they mention, like, the Slugworth Company stole one of his biggest candies, you know, so it's a really strange kind of premise. Like he must own a, like a, an opposing chocolate factory um, just so he can set up this like spy ring to, you know, decide who the heir is going to be. Right. Um, Yeah. But Slugworth hits up every single child before they even hit the factory. Right. Right. 
So, and all of them, like, agreed to... It's implied that all of them have agreed to tell Slugworth what's going on and let him know about the secrets and everything. So, him being a spy, Willy Wonka already knows which kids are assholes and which families are a bunch of assholes who are willing to sell them out. Well, yeah. So, he must have, like... So, it's not really... It's very heavily implied in the second movie that he set this stuff up, but it's obvious he set this stuff up, and he's just basically torturing these family and children. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's just is just super mean to charlie at the end the end now granted charlie did steal fizzy lifting drink but he like goes and says like you stole fizzy lifting drink you lose good day good like, day sir completely loses oh, he's, he's it. fantastic in that scene though like oh he, it's a great scene and he's his face cruel. gets red it's cruel but it's so well acted he's pushing he's testing him though he's saying i think this is the right kid but i'm gonna live i'm gonna leave my entire legacy my entire fortune everything I've worked my entire life for to this kid. I got to make sure he's not a piece of shit because I don't trust anybody. I love it, but it only yeah, works when he pushes the brink. It's basically soft for children, though. It's not soft for children. Yeah, I guess it's soft for children. <laughs> like, they have all these moral dilemmas, and if they do the right thing, they'll make it. But, you know, Saw, like, the Saw movies are very <laughs> one-sided and designed specifically to be almost impossible for the person to overcome unless they drastically change what kind of person they are. Yeah. Like, these kids were set up from the beginning. You know, I don't... I I actually don't think they were set up from the beginning. I think it just happens to be that's that's what makes a fun movie, is that you have a bunch of piece of shit kids, and he doesn't actually know who's good and who's bad. But what about the Oompa Loompas? They sing about it. They know all... Oh, they're freestyling. They're freestyling. They've been doing that in hip-hop for 40 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't think the the kids are all set up. I think they're just terrible. Yeah. The new one does imply they were set up, because even Charlie goes... You know, how, how do they uh, know that song? That seemed song? really rehearsed. Yeah, it seemed really rehearsed. Yeah. So how do they know? Like, and they put her name in that song perfectly. Like, how do they do that? But in the original, that's not implied. It's not even done. Like, the, the, it's a full blown Broadway musical in the second one for, with the Oompa Loompas. I mean, they're doing like crazy shit, rock concert stuff. In the original, they're just kind of coming through, tapping their feet. And I and, completely forgot that the original was a full on musical, which is dumb because I obviously knew that I like. I don't remember the song. Like the, the pure imagination, yeah, pure imagination. And like that one. Yeah. And all the, the Oompa Loompa songs yep. and everything like that. But and I the Veruca Salt. Like the Candyman the Candy song is a huge song, but I forgot about like Charlie's mom song and the song that, uh, though, we got the golden ticket. Like I yep. forgot this was a musical. And I, it's a great musical. You know, I'm not like a huge, huge musical fan, but like I love that movie. I love the numbers in that movie. Even a Veruca Salt going nuts with the Golden Goose and running around, trash. I actually and everything. really like that one. Yeah, that's like the only one I liked. Oh, yeah, you don't like the like pure imagination? <laughs> just that sweet song right when he brings them into the main uh, factory floor with the the place that's fully edible, eatable. You can eat just about anything. It's that song's just a little too slow. No, I love it though. It's, it, it's easing you into this. Be- it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. You okay. know what? No, just, I will well, not. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Nothing is perfect. Just to make another kind of argument for the insanity that is Will- the Gene Wilder one, that boat scene, which I think Dustin, you were saying like, that's where the movie kicked into gear for that's you. That's when I started to like the movie. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty that early on though. That's not that so late. goddamn disturbing. There's like bugs crawling over like dead bodies. Yeah. And like, 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 and sleeping and, like, what? He gets his head chopped off in that scene. Yeah. No, there's crazy yeah. shit. That's an LSD Why? trip. That whole thing is just one big uh, acid trip. It's crazy. Yeah. And then from, from then on, that? I found it, was... it to be an enjoyable movie. 
Okay, well, that's that's Why pretty early on. That? I thought you said you only liked the last 30 minutes. That, I don't that's, think that was that early. It didn't feel that that's early. Not, <laughs> no. after the so first the kid is, gets sucked up into the, you know, Augustus ends up, I think. Yeah, but it takes like a thing. year for that first kid to get no, sucked up. No, so the thing is, so when I was watching this movie, uh, my wife Katrina, like, had something happen and she needed my help with something. So I had to pause it at some point. And it was like Mike and um, Mike's the second Charlie were still one. around. Yeah. And, yeah, so Mike and Charlie were still around. And I paused it and there was still... There was only like 13 minutes left with two children involved in the movie, and then the whole like re- resolution of the entire film. Like once they got past that that song that you really like about the whole place being eatable and everything, mm-hmm. like the imagination song. Once they got through Augustus Glute, because like, even that scene took a long time for him to get sucked up into that pipe. But once he was gone, that movie was just just clipping right. um, real quick. So I think Dustin's right. Like I don't think that part popped up until almost a half hour, maybe forty minutes before the movie ended. Yeah, because the movie's only an hour and forty minutes. It's an hour and thirty nine minutes. The other thing that stood out to me was that this factory is in the middle of town and seemingly protected by like a hobo with a knife cart. <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy was creepy. <laughs> what was what that guy's was that? deal? That was in my notes too. I don't know. Oh, I, I guess man. his job was just to scare the people who were looking at the gate. Well, those Oompa Loompas look like oh, they can must... take care of themselves, so I'm sure he's got a full security force of Oompa Loompas in there, ready to bite ankles <laughs> and, and you know, cock punch people. So that that's what that's what I guess. He has the Oompa Loompas handling everything from security to. Uh, you think that game. knife cart guy's trying to get a job? He's trying to get a foot in the door. Right. Right. Maybe I understand. <laughs> so you know, we'll go. Back to Willy Wonka briefly, and then I think we'll move on to the world. So I agree that this Willy Wonka is more nuanced. Like, he goes to... Once he, like, Charlie wins, and he, like, gives the everlasting gobstopper back, he's like, you win, Charlie! And he's, like, super happy. He's like, you know what happened to the person who suddenly got everything that they ever wanted? They lived happily ever after. And, like, there were moments that he was very tender, and you could see the love in it. Like, the thing... He had he literally had a twinkle in his eye when Charlie won. So, like, I agree that they're, you know... He was charming. You actually he's, liked he's, him. I didn't like Johnny Depp yeah. at all in the second one. Like, at any point. There was a couple funny little lines, but uh, Gene Wilder's he had a couple was lovable. That were like, you actually were like, he's despicable, but he's not actually despicable. And there's some there's a character arc there that feels like, oh, this has been revealed that this guy is actually can love another human being and be warm. And, and he's about bringing joy and chocolate, and he's got to be more than that. Anyways, I just, I just, I right. loved, I loved hating him and I loved loving him. Like, I, I just thought he was, you know, he was nuanced. He had different levels to him. He had some pretty good, like, one-liners and, like, just deadpan reactions when, like, one of the kids would go do something stupid and then the parents are like, no, stop. No, and you're stop, like, don't. no, wait, stop. <laughs> yeah, that please, was funny. Don't. Right. You know, so, like, that part of him was really, really great. Um, Scratch like he, that, reverse I, it. I agree that this is one of, this is a masterful, like, role. Like, he really took that role, like. You know, I would say, like, if they remade Pirates of the Caribbean, people would be obviously comparing Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow, at least in the first right. movie, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Like, that is a an amazing job that's just completely going into a role. Um, I think this is iconic. I definitely agree. There is definitely layers to it. So I, I do think that I, you're, you're right. I do love this character, and I hate him at the same right. time, I guess, at certain points. But let's get into the world. This is definitely a weird world like dustin mentioned earlier like it seems like it's like a candy-based economy um it's well really it's, just, it's big like, news all over the world that people get to go to tour this chocolate factory 
You know, it's really interesting. So the movie opens up with all the kids getting out of school and then running to the candy shop, right? Yeah. And they have that big musical number and the candy man can and uh, everything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's just outside watching these kids have the time of their lives in this like candy shop where this like candy guys like singing to them and picking up all these little girls and hugging little girls, which is a little creepy on its own. Um, but it's a different time. I'm sure it was innocent. <laughs> but this guy is Are you? throwing... <laughs> throwing free candy i get that charlie's poor but why is he not in the store when they're giving out free candy like he's looking like he's never had candy in his life and this guy's literally like throwing candy in the air and letting people go behind the counter and take candy bars why the hell is charlie not in there it's a good call i don't know you know i never really thought of that and um i think because he doesn't really want to hand out even though, you know, he goes to the chocolate factory for a handout. But he's got more pride and than that. He, he, he works for his stuff. For and these are a bunch of little rich kids with their money. And he knows he's just... I think he's just... <clears throat> fuck it. I, it's beyond reproach, that film. I don't know. He's it's he, Because he didn't want to go in there and just get a free handout. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm Well, going he had to get so, home to that cabbage water. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, he had to go get the newspaper. He, he had to, then this, this Charlie actually has a job. He does uh, have a there's job. No dad in this movie. There's no dad in this movie. His dad died a couple years prior. Right. And in, in the second um, one, he didn't even go to school, from what I could see. There were no school scenes. There was no other children. Yeah, it didn't seem like there yeah. was. Um, so the, some of the other things that were interesting in this in this world was uh, just once they announced the contests or the golden tickets, the world goes crazy. Like there's one woman whose husband goes missing, and the uh, kidnapper like calls, and the ransom is he wants a case <laughs> of Wonka bars, and she's like. Looks like, dude, can I have some time to think about it? Like, she's considering not giving her case of candy bars up for her husband. Um, you've got the, uh, like, Slugworth walking around talking to all these people. He's supposed to be, like, the president of this company. Like, he's getting all nitty-gritty, like, going to these people. Like, you'd think he'd have underlings for that. Um, what, what, I mean, but, but the, the reveal st- at the end is he's not actually. So that would make sense. Yeah, which still doesn't make sense because there's still a Slugsworth Corporation. It doesn't make any sense. But he's doing it on the sly. Um, he's only telling the kids that he works for Slugworth and that he that, that yeah. he's Slugworth. So it's only these these stupid and, little kids and their you know, uh, yeah, and, and their parents. parents. So it's not like he needs to produce evidence and <laughs> this, he's you know going on national television or international TV and just going, hey, you know, I'm Slugworth. This the movie of the is a world where you can make a contract and negotiate directly with children. So Slugworth <laughs> goes to the children, not the adults. And, you know, obviously, you know, if they thought he was real, they would, Oh, you these know, parents are they, aloof the no whole contract. movie anyways. I mean, honestly. And when they go to the actual factory and they sign that giant contract that's on the wall, the children are sing- signing that. Some of these people are from different countries. So this isn't an international contract with children involved. Yeah. I don't think any of that would hold up. It I, well, it it, it would technically hold up because it's just magic. It's, a, oh. it's in a magic factory, Michael. It's true. Got it. Magic trumps international yep. law. Got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you know. The more you know. Thank you, Dustin, for explaining You're that. You're welcome. Um, the other thing that I thought was really funny about this one was the teacher. Like, he cancels class when they hear about the contest. That guy's funny, too. And way. then he can't. Uh, and He's he funny. can't do any like simple math. Like he couldn't figure out what two out of a thousand, like what percent that would be. And he's like, I can't figure that out. Um, <laughs> it was really dumb. Yeah, um, that but computer joke was goes, pretty stupid too. <laughs> the computer one was stupid. Like you know, I can't help you with that. That'd be cheating. Anyway, I'm now <sighs> telling the computer 
that if it helps me, I will share a chocolate bar with it. Yeah, that. Well, What's the computer going to do with yeah, chocolate? Yeah, and obviously this is 1971, so we have to think with, you know, if we're going to watch a movie in 2017, we're going to watch a 1971 film, we have to also put ourselves in that state of mind of, not the advances in no, technology. No, it's got to no, hold up. It does hold up, though. But you have to, You can't be an asshole about it and be like, where's the cell phones? Why doesn't he just pull out his iPhone and Google it? Like, what does Slugworth actually look like? I didn't say anything about an iPhone. What are you talking yeah, about, see, Nick? I'm just saying that's like you can't say, like, oh, it's got to hold up on every – like, you have to also put yourself in that frame of mind and be like, okay, good. This was 1971. And also, you know, when you say it's, yeah. like, a, it's like a chocolate-based economy, everybody's – you know, it, it, big – now everything's big news all the time, every day. You know, you go on social media and there's 50 huge news stories happening. We're all so connected. We're so wherever. And then it was like one major thing would dominate the news cycle for a while. You know, if, and if it would be candy. Yeah. Well, in this case, it was like this this thing, this huge thing. <laughs> no, like like when I remember even like I, I have a question. What, years what's ago the late, what is the most recent? What is the most recent big candy news you've heard exactly. about? Exactly. That, that, that's not a thing anymore. But in the 70s. I'm sure there were, you know, big things like that. If one major thing like that were to occur, it would dominate the news cycle. If something like that would it's happen, all the, it's the liberal media keeping big chocolate out of the news. It's all this alternative facts and fake news. Oh man! All right. Um, do you guys want to? Is there anything else you guys want to say about this first film before we uh, segue into the second one? Well, I, you know, I, 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 a lot of it I want to talk about in comparison to the second one, which we can kind of talk about a little bit when we get into the second one, comparing certain scenes to the right. first one. Um, you know, I like like the little things. Gene Wilder's constantly dropping little things that are almost are too quick, and you got to go, did he just, like, oh, that was funny. Like, it just, it goes almost under the radar. Like, he's just constantly dropping little things that scratch that reverse that thing that he keeps doing. I love that. Like, he'll say something. Yeah. I totally like deadpan, totally straight, and uh, it's like backwards. He goes, "Whoop, scratch that, reverse it." Or I like when uh, he makes fun of the parents quite a bit. Like he's he's actively mean to the parents whenever they say anything. Like one person's like, "Will this will this boat float?" And he goes, "With how buoyant you look, absolutely," <laughs> and stuff like that. Like he's super mean right. to the parents. Is there there's um, is there's no like they mention that they're gonna like get the kid out of the pipe or like drain. Uh, Violet, like they don't they don't show these no, children no, surviving. They do in the second one, but right? the first one they don't. You just get the idea that hopefully they lived. Yeah, or that they don't, and it's yeah, kind of more well, interesting. This one, the Gene Wilder one, does seem like a lot more competent. Like, like I said, he knows about this stuff happening, and like all the children are warned. Like, you know, they're t- don't eat that gum that has all the meals, and don't go mess with the golden geese, kind of thing like that. So they're all you, warned. You not can to almost do the trust ultimately. him more in the first one. He seems like though he's a little unhinged. He knows what he's doing. He, there's a little bit more competence. Where the second one, yeah. you're like, this guy's completely unhinged. He might just take out, you know, an AK and just waste them all right there, like in in some yeah, weird so the, the thing mental delusion. Yeah. Interesting is so he also seemed more competent. Like immediately, there was no kind of delay. Like when something bad happened to one of the children, he's not like, oh, what am I gonna do? What should I do? It's very much like, go take this kid to the taffy room. Hey, go like. When a uh, violet like blows up, and he's like, "That's juice. That's not air. Um, go bring it to the juice." Like, there's no delay. Like, he knows exactly what to do right. to fix it. Where and we'll talk about more in the second one, but that wasn't the case. No, he the was like, one. "Oh, I don't know. What do I you want to do? Wanna... I don't know. Like, what are we gonna do about <laughs> this? I don't know. No fucking clue. Like, I guess the kid's just gonna die in my factory, and I won't have to, you know, answer to the authorities for that one." So the fizzy lifting drinks one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and. I do think that Charlie and Grandpa Joe are complete idiots for 
drinking it because they had seen like they're they're those two are like bad mouthing like every other child that something bad happens to like well that kid deserved it for doing that grandpa joe talks about like veruca should be like beaten like multiple times in this movie and then (laughs) they go and steal a drink and almost get killed by like that ceiling fan like i thought it was just absurd that they did that no because they're supposed to be like the heroes the white cap people and they were making fun of everybody else for not listening to Willy Wonka, and then they go and do it themselves. That really bothered me this time I, around. I think I they just like got caught up in it, man. Like, you know, they were overwhelmed by all this magic. Everybody Maybe. was going to... I don't know, I felt like all of them were going to be sucked into something. All right, so I guess we talked enough about the, the first one, the 1971 classic. Um, I think we should just dive into the 2005 Johnny Depp movie. Uh, drastically yeah. different in terms of tone and visual style. I mean, it is a Tim Burton movie. Like you can definitely tell it's a Tim Burton movie. Um, but you know, general impressions without going into like much detail. What do you guys I, think? I about felt this like one the Tim the Burton original? like aesthetic was just like hammered on top of this movie, and it didn't add anything to it. Yeah. Like especially even in just like the title sequence at the beginning, where like you know both of them kind of have like that how it's made factory kind of thing going on but in this one it was all like all it's all like spidery and just like trying to be creepy looking on purpose and like it just didn't work like i wasn't that impressed with the way it looked in the original and this one was worse yeah i'd agree with that um yeah i didn't hate the second one at all but it when you compare it to the first one there's definitely issues so um, like you said yeah trying to like it's just trying to be too burton-esque i i worked at the movie theater when the the burton one came out in 2005 and like if there was a movie that i liked i would watch it on like every break and lunch um while i was there and this was not one that i did that i didn't dislike mm. this movie but it didn't it wasn't good enough or it wasn't different enough for me to like want to watch it constantly like we we have it on dvd and that's because katrina my wife already had it like it's not a movie that i ever purchased or thought i'd really care about watching um so i'm kind of meh with this movie um i don't dislike it and i don't hate it but this movie was to me started out a lot more depressing than their original one even though charlie's got more of his family like he's living in a house with no roof and it's a very tim burton looking house it's all crooked and just I don't know, like, there's no way Charlie would still be living there. Like, he would be a ward of the state in this version of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, for me, I think the um, the new one didn't have any of the heart of the original. And no, there wasn't very much charm. Really, although, Freddie Highmore, Highmore was actually is, great. He's delightful. That's, that kid, he like, is, when he was a he kid, disa- was adorable. He basically disappears in the entire factory. Him and Grandpa do shit the entire movie. When they get into the factory, they just become these this wallpaper the entire the entire movie you know after they get into the factory and until he's basically awarded it uh, or or given the prize or whatever it's just they disappear there's nothing I, going on I they're disagree. commenting every now and then i i, I, <laughs> well, I agree with to. grandpa just joe grandpa joe was like not much of it until you know he was he was a, i think a bigger part in the beginning of the movie like he because there was a lot more exposition to were. the backstory of willy wonka and the factory and everything in this mm-hmm. version so I think he added a lot at the beginning of the movie, but 
um, Charlie throughout, like he was doing commentary on like every kid. And then like when people were like, none of this stuff makes sense. Like he had this like wilderment, like bewilderment the entire time where he's like, it doesn't need to make sense. It's candy and everything. Like, yeah, but like that's not a lot to was... do if you just walk in around just going, hey, comment here, comment there for like 45 minutes to an hour when you're I mean, the movies named after you. It's called Charlie and Chocolate Factory. It's not Charlie talking in the talk Chocolate Factory. Like that's basically what it became. Just a line here and there comment whereas the first the one, one though. no the, the original, original one. one they drink the fizzy lifting drink i mean they get that seems like gone there's... so that that disappointed me that the fizzy lifting drink wasn't in this version of the He's, movie that's what i'm saying he just has um, no action there's no action for that character and almost the, 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 even the scene where they're going around eating everything uh, he doesn't really do anything. He almost goes and grabs an apple, and then Violet grabs it, and she's like a little cunt about it. And she oh, grabs shit. this thing. I had to drop that word because you said you'd never use that word in the podcast yet, so I wanted to make sure I got that in. But oh, she man. is. She's like a little bitch, and she snatches that thing from And he doesn't get He doesn't really engage in the factory. He's kind of just I commenting guess. here and there. The first one, he's engaging. He's really in it, and even the stealing the fizzy lifting drink. And Grandpa Joe... I love David Kelly, the guy in the new one. I, I loved him in Waking Ned Divine. Yeah. He was great. But uh, he's kind of wasted in this movie. He doesn't do a lot in the factory. The beginning, the, before he gets into the factory, sure, there's a lot going on. But once he gets into the factory, and even in the, in the, at the end, uh, there's nothing really going on. In the first one, he confronts Willy Wonka, gets in his face. He's, like, taking care. I'm, I feel like he can't do shit to protect That's true. In the new um, one. There's nothing. He's just there charlie is given a lot more to work with at the end of this this one though so like the difference the major difference between this one and the original one is at the end um charlie is i guess deemed even more worthy because he doesn't steal fizzy lifting drink there is no point where he kind of goes off the 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 path um but he's offered the factory and is told he has to like basically abandon his family and go live with willie oh yeah creepy as hell um Because of Willie, because of Willie's own issues with his own father. Exactly. So he's got the, you know, we get a little bit more of his backstory, but he's told he has to leave his family. So Charlie's like, nah, fuck that shit. And decides to stay with his family. And then later on convinces Willy Wonka to, you know, go back with his father, who is uh, Christopher Lee, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he goes, so, so he gets a lot more to do on the tail end of this movie. Um, So the beginning and the tail end, Charlie gets a lot to work with. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty. But that's weird, though. Like, is this Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and the the and the Chocolate Factory part is doesn't really happen yeah. for him. Like, this well, is what's not weird a lot about going on. This movie is this one. So even though they changed the name, so the original one was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This one's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This one is actually I Which feel like a lot more about Willy Wonka than the original one yeah. was. So it is interesting right. that they changed the name, considering this one's actually. They went back Wonka. to the title of the book. Of I the think book, like yeah. Kind of the they whole point. The whole and they, there was more that was because I read that book. I haven't read that book in twenty years, but the whole scene where he's actually in Loopa Land and he's, you know, trying to find the Oompa Loompas and all that—that's in the book. Yeah, um, there's so a lot of. Things. of... I think the squirrels were in the book. Like yeah, there's maybe. squirrels in this one, and then the, in the original movie, it was like I preferred the golden the geese. geese, honestly. Um, the they actually geese. trained the squirrels in this movie to do what they did and like it's pretty crazy yeah but getting into back to our kind of our criteria the willy wonka johnny depp visually he was very different i think he was like it still had like the purple color like the same color scheme but he was dressed a little nicer like it didn't look like he just looked like he was kind of eccentric but like his clothing would seem like fashionable it and seems he was really in the new one. It and he, very, he, he like, was very vain. Like he, he was super all about his hair. The whole thing that spurred this contest was that he had a gray yeah. hair. <laughs> right. Um, very vain Willy Wonka. And, and I think those stupid. are. I see those as lazy. 
uh, traits to just add to a character to try to give him layers. Where the original didn't need stuff like that. Didn't need these lazy little, oh, let's just say, you know, he had a gray hair and that's why he started to look at his own mortality. And like, and that just seemed all very lazy. Let's like just chuck these things in there just to, to it takes give the our fun out of it. Quote unquote depth. Yeah. Whereas the other one was like more mysterious. It actually was too much exposition in this one, too much uh, character background. Whereas the original, you kind of like don't know where did this guy come from, who is he, why is he that way. It's there's a lot more mystery, which yeah, I think that's a note adds that I wrote because he's a mysterious much, character. Too much exposition at the beginning yeah. is what I wrote. One of the first notes I wrote for this movie, and he keeps having flashbacks and like when, throughout when it. When did like, this movie take place? Like what time frame? Like what year do you think this movie took place? The new one. I think it's supposed to be uh, present time being 2005 when the movie came out. I don't out. That's think what so. I think. Because... <laughs> you know, if you look into Japan and everything, and they, they have a lot of technology. Like, they show them in Tokyo, and there's a lot more going on that's modern well, day. But it's one... Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton modern. He yeah, always sure. adds these these Because, uh, yeah, they had tube TVs, but the video film. game that was like, that Mike TV was playing, like, looked yeah. pretty good. Looked like Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look at, if you look at uh, Batman Returns that Tim Burton did, you know, that's supposed to be modern 1992, but it doesn't look modern because it's Tim Burton. Yeah. That's well, just, and this that's one, like... what he does. He has his own world. In this yeah. one, when they go and, like, they mount, like, the... The contest and like they show like all the people going out and set buying it and stuff like that. Like there's one where they're like in upstate like New York, like at a fancy place, and like all the women are dressed in like 1940s, 1950s dresses in this, which is a very Tim Burton thing to do. Right. Like you mentioned, Batman. Like um, th- this actually has they're, they're a couple ties to in, the Batman suits, movies. Right. The Batman um, movies, they're in fedoras and pinstripe suits, yeah. but they're not. So and th- visually, it looked a lot like it, but also on um, yeah. the toothpaste company that um, the dad, dad worked at. Um, it was called Smilex, which is the name of the gas, yeah. the Joker's gas in the the original 1989 oh, Batman shit. movie. I missed that. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, this one, this one's a little bit different in the way they set up the world. Which I let's, let's finish talking about Wonka, and then I guess we'll go into the world. But um, this math, I, I couldn't not like it. Just kept hitting me throughout this movie. Um, this Willy Wonka sounded a lot like Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Like his voice okay. was very Matthew Broderick. It was that. really interesting, and this Matt, this Willy Wonka is less confident in himself. Like, there's a lot of times where he seems unsure of himself, and he does a little laugh, like, eh. right. like he's he socially awkward. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't seem so- to know what to do when these things happen. Like every time something bad happens to the kid, he's kind of like, uh, "What should we do?" And then the Oompa Loompa song comes, and then he kind of like, "Oh, I guess we can try this," and right. Like you mentioned earlier, like the original Wonka seems more confident, like you can trust him. At the right. end of this, we do see that, you know, uh, Violet is because she got squeezed and everything like that. She's a little bit more flexible and bouncy. And then Mike TV is like 15 feet tall and super skinny um, right. and stuff like that. Like these kids are drastically changed, which I think is an interesting touch to the movie that these kids yeah. change and hopefully, hopefully they're for the better. It's a little too but, fantastic for me. Like yeah, the original he, one just towed the line on fantastic, and yeah. this new one kind of went a little bit too far. I I, I agree. Like the I, the I don't remember what the actual term is, but like when magic seems realistic in a movie. Um, yeah, yeah. This did, it got too fantastic. I agree, and but yeah, this Willy Wonka seems like he wasn't as intelligent, and it wasn't right. as fun. Like you know, he went to like the jungles and he got all these different things, and like it seems like there was a little bit more science to what he was doing. But right. the original one, like, he's throwing shoes into the recipes because they need a little bit more yeah. kick and stuff like that. Right, like, which I like it wasn't, that. He wasn't as fun. 
Right. In this one, they had the whipping, uh, the whipping cream or the whipped cream where they were whipping the cows. Yeah. A little like, but at the same time, they're trying to do that shoe kick kind of. Yeah. They were trying to do it a little bit. Yeah. Um, You know, and and his whole, I didn't dislike the whole backstory where it's basically that he has daddy issues and his dad was a dentist and didn't want him eating chocolate. And so he ran away from home. Um, I appreciated that as like. And he was allergic to chocolate too. Yeah. And I appreciated that, but I didn't, I thought it wasn't executed very well. I I felt like it was very contrived. It didn't feel like this movie didn't make me feel. And that's that's my this, disagreement with this. He this also I didn't, didn't like. seem to actually, care, even though like his whole thing was he's supposed to care about chocolate so much because his dad didn't like chocolate. Yeah. It seemed weird. Like he went and built a castle for a, an Indian prince made out of chocolate, right. and that doesn't seem like a thing that Willy Wonka would do. I mean, maybe, but to me, it's like he would. He's like, oh, you better start eating this. Like he didn't. Yeah. Really I think seem... that was in the book. That that may have was been it? in the book. Yeah, I think it was. Um, oh, okay. So I think that's where they borrowed that from. Uh, he builds them the, the so, palace made of chocolate that melts in the sun. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about this Willy Wonka other than he's kind of just creepy. Yeah, he's creepy. And he, uh, see, Johnny Depp is hit or miss for me. People are like, I love Johnny Depp. And I'm like, I, I really do like Johnny Depp. He's done some great things. I think he was great in Edward Scissorhands, you know, Donnie Brasco. Uh, he's great as Jack Sparrow. But he sometimes just does these things where I'm like, I'm not feeling anything from you. You're a bit like, too, you're being too he weird. He did some interesting things in this, like, facial expressions and stuff like that and he still like had some pretty good one-liners like i like when he, he um, did like yeah. in the room like everything in this room is eatable even i am eatable that is called cannibalism that's frowned upon <laughs> in most societies like he had a few of these things that were pretty funny right but he did he had some he had some things that made me chuckle and um they were well delivered they were good comic timing but otherwise like like we said before there's no real heart uh, no uh, th- this movie's missing the heart and that includes from his character there's no warmth you don't really feel anything. Even his transition, quote unquote, at the end doesn't. Feel I didn't. It's I rushed, didn't find myself yeah, rushed, wanting to know more rushed. about him the way that I did. Even in the the previous one, like it might have not have been my favorite movie, but I still wanted to know more about that character. And you end up getting less, but it feels right. like more. And in this one, like I just didn't care. Like I, it was just too kooky and weird. Right. And like I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I don't care. I don't need anything from from this character. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's a non-entity in your mind. Like you're just like, okay, that was a movie I watched, and that's that. Willy Wonka, it's like, okay, that's interesting. Like, I could I liked watch that. The, the look into his childhood, but I do feel that like this movie was just wrapped up. You mentioned the editing and the pacing of this one, like at the oh, beginning it, of the episode, is kind of weird. And I agree, like the fact, like so Charlie was like, nah, I don't want your factory if I have to leave my family. And then it shows like a little montage of them fixing up that like shitty house that they lived in a little bit. Yeah, um, but it still is like. A really shitty house and yeah. then he like it's he gets this job as like a shoe shine and he like shines willy wonka shoes and like he's pretending not to be willy wonka and then he's just like let's go to your dad's de- this house and like the dad recognizes him by his bicuspids and then right. all of a sudden that's there's just a hug and now he's happy and you know yeah it's all he's going he's going to he's going to family dinners with charlie and but it, this was like all took place in less than 10 minutes and like yep. this is supposed to be the big culmination of the entire movie and the it climax. just didn't sink like it yeah, just didn't and even work. even every reveal in the factory is not well paced or edited. Uh, in the original one, when they're walking through that room and it yeah. gets smaller and smaller, you know that 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 is done in a way that's like it tricks you. Like you watch it and you're like, how did that just happen? And it's done in real time in camera. There's no CGI in that film whatsoever. So you watch it and you're like, oh, that that was kind of cool. How it just this the room got smaller and smaller. They actually built a room like that. 
Uh, and then he, you know, opens the door, and now they're in this huge factory, and there's this beautiful reveal, and it opens up, and it's grand, and they have these great wide shots that really show you the depth and the breadth of this room. This one didn't do that at all. No. It doesn't even feel like it hits you. Like, it's just sort of like you you think they're in a room that's getting kind of smaller, but then they sort of like the camera angles and the way they do, and they, sh- they edit it and cut it, it doesn't really... I'm like, is that what that room is? I can't really tell because they cut it too quick. And then they... Are kind of in the yeah, and like, would you even be looking for it if you hadn't watched the other movie? You know, like it doesn't stand alone; it's just boring. Right? Yeah, and they cut out. um, So I guess we're done talking about Wong. There's just not much to say about him. Like he, he was just weird. Um, He was. But going into the factory, like they, this one seemed even more outlandish than the original one because, like, the original, other than like, it, it did still have that like tunnel with the boat. But it didn't seem like it was like miles and miles and miles. Like it just seemed like, you know, it was a they non-event. Were, they were paddling it. Like it was they, kind they of were a non-event. Just, yeah, nothing and really happens one, in that tunnel. I don't. Well, like they see some things. Well, in this one, like this tunnel, like they're going super quick. Like this tunnel is miles and miles and miles. And like this one has like a a room that goes on forever, which is like the, a hospital for the burnt puppets from the original. Uh, which, you know, we didn't talk about his entrance, which we should maybe go back to that in a minute. But they had these rooms that were ridiculous that did not seem like they would fit in that factory. Like, this guy would have had to have, like, the same contractors that Batman had when building the factories. <laughs> because there's no way that people wouldn't know about, like, what he would have had to do. Because this was a normal factory at some point. Like, Grandpa right. Joe works in the factory right. at one point. And now well, it's the Oompa completely Loompas different. Are, seem to be extremely competent in their own right. They seem to be hard workers. That's so. true. It must have been. I feel them like they laid it. a lot of the pipe. <sighs> it just doesn't that make was, sense. That that there's no way. That... I, it feels like the, the the size of this factory has to basically be the entire underground of the entire town or the entire city. Yeah, there's it, no it's way it's got to it reach. Wasn't. It's got to reach from like border to border. But you know, it, it has to be. It's too big. Yeah, there's no way. And I don't know how, you know, nobody notices this thing right under their feet, but it, it, it seems to go for miles and miles. Yeah, that didn't make very much sense. So let's move into the world. Like, this one didn't give you a ton of, like, backstory on the world. Like, the other one did. Like, the other one was, like, 30 minutes of people looking for tickets and, like, all of society getting involved with it. Including This one, it was really just boom, boom, boom. Here are each of the five. They do mention, like, like one person would counterfeit a, a, a ticket. Right. Um, and then the original it was like somebody from Paraguay and this one, it makes sense with the time. It was Russia, you know, tying right. into today. Um, but other than that, there wasn't anything going on. The Mike, Mike TV kind of like, they kind of tied him in with what the computer scientist was doing in the original. Like he did, he, he mentioned like he figured out some algorithms and then figured out where one of the tickets was going to be. And he just bought one candy bar. Yeah. Right. Um, but the, the kids, like even the kids in this movie didn't seem as interesting as the original. Oh no, not at all. Set. Like, they weren't. I mean, Veruca Salt. I I wanted her. I wanted to see her more because that kid seemed like she was delivering a good Veruca Salt, but she didn't really. I don't know. Like the whole nut scene didn't really. Uh, no. That, happen like, for me. It was like Mike just TV sort of was different in this. Like he yeah. he was basically not a character until the very like the. Towards the end, when he got taken, and he's like, "You've invented teleportation. You're an idiot. Like, why?" Are you doing? And everything. And then he ends up in 2001: Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, none of the kids were as interesting in this they one were. at all. Um, Augustus Glute, like, I don't even remember if he spoke in this movie. He honestly. did. He did. He was eating like, himself, and he's like, "I taste delicious." Yeah, and then 
uh, Veruca, like the parents were almost a non-entity in this one. The only one who really had much to do was um, the mom, uh, Violet's mom. Right. And she just was kind of a weird character. And then oh. Veruca's dad was drastically different in this one. Like he just seemed like a rich guy who gave her everything, but he didn't like, oh, Veruca, what's the problem? What's the matter? Like right. they took away a lot of the character elements of they this They did. One. And they none of them were like, it didn't seem like any of them were shocked or surprised when their kids were being thrown down in, you know, shoots, garbage shoots, no. towards an incinerator or being sucked up pipes and possibly drowning in liquid chocolate. Like none of them reacted in any way that made it seem like they were feeling the weight of the situation. They were just like, oh, this is happening now. I guess I'll just stand here. He couldn't get through that little gate because it was locked, and uh, Willy Wonka had all those keys and couldn't figure out which one. I'm like, just step over the fucking thing. Your daughter yeah. is about to be burned alive, and these squirrels are either going to eat her or they're going to burn her up down in the incinerator. Like, jump over the fucking thing. There was absolutely no urgency nope. whatsoever for no. parents. Yeah, and that, that's, that's, that's not like, I don't I think, think that Faruka was a choice. Was I think that was just one... the character's. I think Faruko's the only one that had a little bit of character in it, like when uh, Violet got like blown up from eating the, the the gum, which yeah. all her clothes changed too, and then she got ridiculously large, like proportionately yeah. in the original ones. Like, yeah, she got bigger and rounder, but she was still like roughly the size of a girl. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> this one, she got to be way. like twenty feet. Yeah, she got yeah. to be like twenty. Yeah, this was the more realistic blueberry human transformation. Right, um, but. In this one, she gets to be like 20, 30 feet. Her clothes change color, too, which doesn't make any sense. Um, but Veruca does have this line that was pretty funny. Like, uh, the mom goes, like, How, what is she going to compete in? And then the Veruca goes, you could put her in a county fair. Like, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Right. But other than that, like. It had some moments. I didn't hate the movie. I'll be honest. I was just entertained, but it was just very much like, okay, I watched that. I don't feel like I need to watch it again. You know, that that's what yeah. how I always felt about that movie. It's just like you can watch it once, maybe twice, and you don't need it. Yeah, I've watched the first Willy Wonka like a n- number of times. I've probably watched that movie about 20, 30 times. That was my one of my dad's favorite movies, and it wasn't one of those movies that came out on like DVD and VH. And like now it's pretty re- easy to get, yeah. but it used to not be something you can just go to Target, Walmart, Best Buy, and just go pick up. Right. So every time it came on TV, my dad made us watch it because he he was a big fan of that movie. Like he was a kid when it came out. Um, mm. So like I do have a little bit of an attachment to the original, but not huge. Like there, like, I did think it was kind of boring, but this movie, it was so meh. Like, yeah. It like was, most of my notes that's are also just Tim Burton. Plot. He, he is he's hit or miss too, just like Johnny Depp. Like you know, for every Edward Scissorhands, there's a Dark Shadows. You know, for every. Uh, Batman, there's a, I don't know, I was gonna say Big Fish, but I like that movie. But he, I like, he, I was gonna say, don't say Big Fish. I love. Yeah, that no, movie. I actually really like Big Fish. I was just trying to think of it, but he just he's hit or miss. Sometimes you know he's on point, and sometimes he misses the mark. Sometimes he's a parody of himself, and it felt like in this one he was just parodying himself. Yeah, I guess so. So, do you guys have anything else to say about this movie? Like, I think it just it didn't have the heart. I think that's the main thing. There's just yeah. no heart to this movie. And the, Visually, and the good... it was interesting. Like, I do like the Tim Burton. I do think I disagree with Dustin saying that, like, the Tim Burton aspect did not add anything unless you just meant the opening credits. Like, I do think visually it was pretty cool. I do like that it did show what happened to the kids, even though it was too yeah, fantastical. Just... Yeah, if you're going to do a remake, you might as well show the things that weren't in the original. You might as well, even if you don't do them properly. Um, so, yeah, it was cool seeing the kids afterwards. Um, it just was very. Like you said, meh. It's just, it's not. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's just, like if they were it, gonna go in the backstory, I would have loved to see more Christopher Lee. Like adding Christopher Lee to anything, I'm fine yeah. with. 
Yeah, and all their strong points, like Freddie Highmore, even uh, Grandpa Joe, um, David, you know, David Kelly. Kelly's a good actor, but he wasn't great. You know, he didn't. They didn't give him enough. They didn't give him. They didn't even have some sort of incident between them sneaking off and doing anything, uh, which I thought was great in the original. They didn't even replace that with anything. And I just, I think they wasted their strong points. I thought the Oompa Loompas were very uh, unremarkable. Like, yeah, and their song choices were terrible. I'm like, what genre of music is this? I don't even know what I'm listening to. Well, like, the thing was they were supposed to have a different decade for each. And so the original one was like 40s, 50s. The next one was like 60s, psychedelic. And then there was the 70s. And then there was like the 80s glam rock. But they didn't sound Um, good. No. The originals, even though they're well, dorky little songs, they're at least like infectious. They get in your head. You're like, oompa, oompa. So, These yeah. ones were just all over the place. They're, they're all forgettable. Like, I wouldn't be able to sing any of them. One line. Sometimes they didn't even, they didn't even enunciate properly in their songs. So, unless you guys have anything else for this, like, I don't have much else to say. Um, we can move on to the news, and uh, we do have an email from a fan. Oh, okay. I guess move on so, to that. Do you have anything else to say, Dustin, no, about this, I do this movie? Oh, I have one. I have one more thing, actually. Okay, go ahead. The Nick. whole okay. So in the original, you also had the grandparents were confined to their beds for about twenty some odd years. Yeah. In this one, they're just they're in bed together, but there's no note of whether or not they've been there forever or they can or can't get out. Except for Grandpa Joe just jumps up and starts doing a little Irish jig, and uh, it's very weird, especially when you watch the original and he has that whole scene where he's like, "No, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna come with you." Gonna, well, the original you know, Grandpa enough. Joe is kind of a dick because he mentioned like at the in the original one he's like, man, like Charlie works too hard. Like when I feel better, I'm gonna go get a job. And they're like, well, you've been in here for 20 years. Then he's kind of like, well, the floor's too cold, kind of thing. They're just like making a bullshit excuse, right? And then he actually takes money from Charlie for tobacco. Now, ultimately, he uses it to buy a candy bar for Charlie. Yeah, but. He he actually took money from a child for tobacco and then changed well, his mind. Well, this was 1971. Tobacco was, you know, medically prescribed at the time. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, you know, tobacco was more important back then than it is now. Now we know it's all bullshit. But you know, the guy needs yeah. his tobacco. He doesn't have a lot. You know, he's shitting in the bed with the three other old people every day. And But, no, it's weird in this one where it's sort of like he just hops up, starts dancing. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go to the factory with you. It's just, it's just all no, Are you implying that all those yeah, old people are in the bed because they're lazy? Like, they're there by choice? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Seems it seems like does. in the new one, there's no note of why they're do why they're all just laying in this bed together, you know, fucking foot to head to foot or whatever. It just seems it's very, very odd. odd. I agree. You know what I didn't care about? Charlie's dad. He, I don't feel like having the father in it added anything. Yeah, it didn't mean to anything. the story. Yep. No, he um, it was very much a and he was a shit. He's a shitty dad. He wasn't providing at all. Like he. Okay, fine. You lost your toothpaste job. Go get another goddamn job sweeping floors at the get candy a paper shop or something. Like, <laughs> get a paper route. Do something. Like, stop being a pussy, man. All right. So um, I've got one email that I wanted to do, and then I've got a few quick uh, news stories. Um, so the email I got was from Travis S., and it just says, Hey, guys, big fan of the show. I really like most of your episodes. Quick question for you guys. If you had to pick one or two movies to never be remade what what movies back would the they future. be hmm. back to the future i knew you were going to say that pick. Dustin. that's my pick Shit. that's my pick as well um i just don't think you'd ever recapture that magic um well luckily, i'll tell you um, one they should never remake ghostbusters but they already did they should have never remade ghostbusters honestly uh, it, I, I guess you wouldn't I'm call that a remake that. but it's a reboot 
I'm not in that camp that doesn't think like it could have been cool. Like I actually don't dislike the new movie. Um, I do think it didn't need to be like, oh, the previous one didn't exist. Like they could have just made it thirty years in the future, kind right? Of thing. And I think I would never have asked for. I it, think it would have been received. I didn't a lot like better. disappoint me too much, or you know. Like I really liked the end. Are you like, a really um, big fan of the original Ghostbusters? Yeah, though? I would say so. I like and I, like, really I enjoy it. Because like, I'm I at watch... the same level with Back to the Future. Like Back to the Future and Ghostbusters are on the same level for me. Like I'm anytime a huge I was fan able to watch Ghostbusters as a kid, I did. I watched the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters. I watched the extreme. I had a Ghostbusters. Like, um, I did. I did. <laughs> I didn't have a proton nice. pack. I didn't, but. I, I had a trap toy that um, you would like throw out, and I had the little air pump. I did. I had one of the open. traps. Yep. I had one of the traps. Yeah, I remember that. And then I, I had that. um, I had a bunch of the. I had an Egon figure from um, the real Ghostbusters. We had the firehouse Egon. Yeah, like the, that thing was cool. Yep. Um, well, I just you know I was fine with a remake uh, reboot until they did it, and I didn't hate it because I don't I don't hate movies. I really don't. I I watch them. I'm like all right. I was entertained, um, but it was never going to capture no, the original. No, no. And that's that's I what I ran into. And Back think... to the Future. That's why I don't want them to do it because I'm like you're you're. It's literally going to be. The original was perfect, and I feel like that about the original Ghostbusters. Well, the I'm like, original it's perfect. I don't movie, need anymore. the original um, Back to the Future is a damn perfect movie. Like, there's it a um, video essay or something that I watched not too long ago that basically says like there is not a single wasted frame in that movie. Like, the opening credits to that movie are amazing. Like, it has like the news report of yeah, the uh, all the clocks missing plutonium, the clocks. and then it just like. Uh, you see clocks. all the clocks, and, the and you see food. like the Rube Goldberg the plutonium machine, case under and the, then you under see the that thing. the plutonium case underneath. Yeah. Then you see uh, like Marty is late to school, and like there's nothing that's wasted on there. Yeah. The whole setting up the clock tower thing at the very beginning of the movie, yep. like that's there's the Mechus, nothing man. that's wasted in that movie. Fucking loves it. Um, since we were so unanimous about this movie, I do have like an alternate movie that I think should I not be alternates. remade. Um, another Zemeckis movie. I one of my other favorite movies that I really, really love and I watch all the time. Um, Forrest Gump. Dude, why are you still my other one. choice? I literally was gonna say Forrest Gump as my other one. <laughs> you totally, I, I you're, my, you're reading my mind, man. Uh, but Forrest Gump is it's one of those movies that shouldn't be good. Like on paper, the movie doesn't make sense. Like the, like this one guy who does everything. Um, it's better than the book that it's based off of. And I just said it once again, I don't think you could capture the recapture the magic that Tom Hanks and Zemeckis had. Right. And Gary Sinise and Robin Wright. And Gary Sinise. Sally Field. Everybody in that movie. Yep. Also um, Big Lebowski. You don't want to remake that. There's no eh, reason to. I don't to. care about Big Lebowski. Really? I like what? that movie. I think that movie's overrated. Oh, you? It's, it's, <laughs> I think your opinion's no, overrated. That's a fantastic uh, <laughs> movie. I didn't see the Big Lebowski until about five years ago. And like People it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love the Coen Brothers. I like all the movies that down there. I just think that movie's overrated. Maybe it's because I saw it too late. Yeah, I think you um, should give it another shot because there is so much happening in that movie. See, I watched that movie when it originally came out. I was like twelve or thirteen, um, and I saw it and I loved it for uh, everything it was. But then when I saw it again several years later as an adult, I loved it for a whole nother set of reasons. And now. Every time I rewatch it, I'm like, there's something else I'm catching. It's so quick. There's so much jam-packed into that movie. There's so much quirkiness. Everybody delivers perfectly. There's unique characters, unique lines. Uh, the whole plot is just crazy. This guy can't catch a fucking break. Uh, I love the way. I think it's – like, I love Raising Arizona, but I think Big Lebowski took what they were trying to do with Raising Arizona in terms of their quirky, uh, quirky movie and just, like, brought it to perfection. 
That's my Dustin, do you, you have any other movies that you think uh, are untouchable? Nothing really coming to mind. I mean, there's not many movies that are that precious to me, you know? Like, a lot of these remakes I would never have asked for, and yet they keep happening. And I don't really... Like, it's never going to stop, you know? <laughs> like, they're never going to stop doing this. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna change the question a little bit for you, Dustin. So out of all the movies we've covered now, this is our 10th episode. If there was one remake that you could have made disappear out of the movies we've covered, what would you – would there be one that you would have just disappeared mm. and kept the original? Point Break. Didn't – Point Break, get yeah, rid of the that, 2015 that one? Added nothing. Was nothing yep. like the original. All right. I don't know. No. It was garbage. Hey, Dustin, what's your favorite Back movie? to the Future. That's a terrible question. Okay, good. All right. That makes sense now. Justin and I talk about Back to the Future four or five times a year. Dude, dude, on on Back to the Future Day 2015, I I was celebrating the whole day. It was crazy. I had everything. I had the gear. I had the movie up on a big projector. What order? So I I like them. I got two Pepsi Perfects, by the way. So if you have to rank all three of them, I prefer one, three, then two. Oh really? No, I go one, two, three in that order. I I agree with Dustin. I like the the one, three, two uh, because at least to me is the third one. You see the genius that uh, Doc Brown actually is. Like he's got he's making stuff. You know, in the eighteen hundreds. You know, he's making ice and all that stuff. Like I think it goes back to the formula like it's a more simple plot than the second one like the second one they go into the future they go to the past they've got that's what i love they're altering the timeline it's It's great um it's got more memorable stuff most people remember there's there's there's... i think i liked the second one as a kid when i was younger but as an adult i like the third one better just because it could be that we've approached that timeline and we i mean obviously we've passed it at this point being in 2017 versus 2015 right um but the third one it doesn't. It's not dated because it's not one of those movies where the future is past and it's nothing like the future. Right. So I think as an adult, just because that one's a little bit more timeless, like you can watch it at any point and it still makes sense. Um, I think it's a big part of why I like it. And I just love the Doc Brown in the Old West, and I love the train, and he still has oh, yeah. the hoverboard. Yeah, I still um, love it, and I, I'm glad they did it because you know, a- after the first two, you're like, okay, good. They did you know the 50s, they did 80s, and they did the 2000, you know, into the future. It's like, what do you do next? Well, you go into the Wild West. That makes sense. So I'm, I'm glad they did it. I know they did the second and third one back to back. Um, I do like it. Right. I, I don't like it better than the second. All right. I don't I don't have anything else to talk about this week. Um, I don't Yeah, I don't have anything. No, that's it for anything? me. No. All right. Nick, tell us about where everyone can find Get to the Podcast. Where where can they find it? Okay, so Get to the Podcast. It's uh, Get to the Podcast with the number two. Uh, we're on Stitcher, iTunes. going to be up on SoundCloud soon. Um, you know, uh, you could, we have 15 episodes up there now, so there's plenty to listen to. Uh, each episode's about a half hour. We cover two topics, um, and we go nuts on them. So uh, you listen to that. And uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, so you can hit us up on that. And uh, yeah, that's where we are. Yep, uh, really great podcast. I've been listening to it. They basically, so you guys started maybe a week or so before our podcast started. Yeah, um, you guys have been friends of the show. We, you and I, have been talking for months about getting uh, getting us together. So yep. th- you know, thank you for coming yeah, on. Thank you. We Absolutely. really appreciate it. Um, but yeah. definitely, everyone, go check out get to the podcast. Like they, he said, it's a very easy, digestible episodes. They're all you know around 30 minutes like I, I live in LA so they're perfect for my little LA commutes like one way to my my job 
Yeah, I can and listen to an entire episode. And if you're really um, into movies or you're just kind of like a casual viewer, we kind of try to make it, you know, fit it into both. So for the movie junkies, the movie nerds, plus, you know, the people who just, you know, generally love like movies. If you guys want a really funny episode where it just you can listen to Nick just get super pissed, I think it's like episode two or three. They talk about Ridley Scott and James Cameron and. It's a great episode, so check them out. Um, thank you guys for, for listening, and thank you, Nick. Um, you guys can follow us uh, at mdxpods.com. We are on Twitter and Instagram at mdxpods. Of course, check out Facebook and uh, Patreon. Give us your money. No, <laughs> but help us out with that a lot. We do have. Uh, we did just recently change the tiers and the prizes. Um, we will be doing some autographed Blu-rays if you sign up for certain tiers of movies that we've covered. So we've got a lot going on. Check us out. Uh, we're going to be trying to make some new promotional materials. Like we're going to start giving out stickers, I think, for people um, eventually for you know signing up. So we're going to have some new things coming. So thank you guys for checking that out. Other than that, thank you guys for listening. Uh, bye. bye. See you.